Adam Crowley. And back in the day, when you finished off a guy, you threw him down, and then you drilled him, you gored him. It was a way of letting them know, hey, look it, I'm here all day. Uh, hello. The Adam Crowley Show, 970 AM, 106.3 FM, and the iHeartRadio app. Drilled them, you gored them. It is a Steelers game day, baby! Woo! Who's not excited? The better question is, who is excited? Preseason game number four makes me go... Josh Dobbs will be starting at quarterback. Who knows who will be starting at quarterback for the Panthers? I don't, because I haven't looked at the Panthers at all. This is the game you just get through as a fan, as a coach, as a media member. And none of us will remember this game in three weeks. In four weeks? Hell, not even tomorrow. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Shirtless Tom sitting behind the glass. No, Brian LaMartina today as he's running around setting things up for the Steelers radio network in this all-important preseason game number four. I'm doing the post-game show with Matt Williamson, so I will be talking about the game and the season of the Pittsburgh Steelers until the wee hours of the morning, so I better find a way to get a little bit excited about it. Josh Dobbs, I mentioned before, will start. I heard again on that other station across the street that they're talking about whether or not the Steelers should keep four quarterbacks. Can we quit that nonsense? Can we drop that shiz? Josh Dobbs is not making the roster. The Steelers will keep three quarterbacks. That's it. They always do. They're not going to add one more just because they like what Josh Dobbs has brought to the team. It ain't happening. It's not a narrative that needs any further discussing. Josh Dobbs is auditioning for a role for another team in the National Football League. Or he's going to get hurt and the Steelers will stash him and keep him until next year. Those are the options. That's it. Whether he'll get released or traded, I'm not sure. Probably released, though, because why would anybody trade for him when he's going to be available in the not-too-distant future? Games like this are important for guys like Jalen Samuels and Chooks Akora four because they're going to get extra reps. Matthew Thomas, but all those three are safe. Guys like Ola Adeni are trying to see if they can make this football team. Maybe you get to see Switzer return a punt or a kick. Maybe multiple punts or kicks. But really, in the way of intrigue, eh, it doesn't do much for me at all. Does it do anything for you? Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. The reason I ask that question is. The NFL is considering adopting an 18-game schedule. And if they were to do that, they would cut the preseason down to two games. Are you willing to trade this game, tonight's game, which is going to be a sieve for an extra regular season game? Are you willing to trade the third preseason game for an extra regular season game? I bet you most people would say yes to that. If given me the option of doing that, or keeping it the way it is, 
I'm keeping it this way every single time. I realize preseason football can be mundane, monotonous, and not very good to watch. Tonight's game is not worth watching unless you're a diehard Steelers fan, and I bet you the numbers will be through the roof because that's what you guys do. It stinks, though. It's not entertaining. It'll be a flag fest. Hopefully no one gets hurt. It's not good football. But I'd still keep that intact so that I could watch 16 very meaningful games in the regular season instead of diluting the regular season with 18 games. Now, money-wise, the NFL's doing it. It's going to happen. There's going to be some trade-offs. I'm guessing marijuana will be allowed to be smoked. There are other things as well that are going to get collectively bargained. The anthem stuff might come into play. But it's going to happen. The NFL will go 18 and 2 as opposed to 16 and 4. I don't like it. I will slog myself through August. I will watch every single preseason game four weeks in a row. I'll do the post game show till 2 in the morning after three awful preseason games just to keep the integrity of the regular season intact. I'm all for what the NFL's got going right now in the regular season. It's the best league in sports. It's the most popular league in sports, not just because of football, but because of the way football is structured. If there were 16 NBA games, I think the NBA would be even more popular because every game matters more. In the NFL, every game matters more. I'm not asking you as a business person. I'm not asking you as if you are the owner of of the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants, because of course you'd say, let's go 18-2. and two. But as a fan, wouldn't you rather it stay this way? More's not always better. I think that the four-team playoff in college football has diminished some of what the regular season means. It's still more meaningful than the NFL. It's still the most meaningful regular season in all of sports. It's one of the reasons I love it so much, but it's diminished it a little bit. I think by adding games to the NFL, you diminish the importance of each game. Game one against Cleveland, if the Steelers lose that, it's panic city in a 16-game schedule. You can't beat Cleveland, who are you going to beat? And that thought process would be the same in an 18-game schedule, but you'd have more time to make it up. You can lose to Cleveland and find a way to claw yourself back into it. You lose to Cleveland? That's not one of the games you're counting on losing this year. 16 games to me, better than 18, even if it means keeping the four-game preseason intact. What say you? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm kind of butthurt because I'm going to be doing that post-game show tonight. I'm getting paid. It'll be a great show. Matt Williamson will be alongside. But I'm butthurt. I don't want to be here till 2. Talking about this. I'm nowhere near as butthurt as Pitt fans are that Penn State scheduled Temple in 2026 and 2027. If Penn State fans say Pitt-Penn State's not a rivalry, and then they don't care if they play the game, then it's not a rivalry in their mind, period. Yin's Pitt fans sound Pathetic. Oh my god, they're going to play Temple and not us? They're scared. They kind of are scared. 
But it's in their best interest to not play the University of Pittsburgh. If you lose to Pitt, what's it gain you? Nothing. If you play Bama week one and you lose to them, it doesn't matter. You lose to Pitt in week two, you're not making the college football playoff. Teams have gotten to the college football playoff with cupcake schedules, and that's what Penn State's trying to do. The Big Ten has enough respect that Penn State doesn't have to go out of its way to schedule tough opponents. The Big Ten schedule itself, plus playing a temple here and there, should be enough if they do well to get them into the playoff. Think about what Alabama played last year en route to a national championship. They played Florida State. They tried to schedule tough. Alabama tries to schedule one marquee neutral site game a year. And last year it was Florida State, but Florida State stunk. Florida State was not a good football team, so winning 24-7 doesn't help their resume. They also played Fresno State, Colorado State, and here's the kicker, Mercer. That's four games against bad teams that Alabama played. They didn't win their conference, and yet they still wound up playing for a national championship and winning a national championship. Why wouldn't Penn State go that route? Why wouldn't Penn State load up their schedule with cupcakes? What's so hard for you to understand, Pitt fans? Two years ago, Washington comes out of somewhat nowhere to win the Pac-12 and go to the playoff. You know who they played on their schedule? Rutgers, Idaho, Portland State. That was their non-conference schedule. Rutgers, Idaho, Portland State. If Penn State two years ago has Idaho on their schedule, they go to the playoff instead of Pitt. If Penn State two years ago schedules Rutgers back-to-back, play them in conference and out of conference, they're going to the playoff because they win that game. Their only loss would then have been to Michigan, a good football team. If they had scheduled Idaho or Temple instead of the University of Pittsburgh, they'd have gone to the playoff. Because they won the Big Ten anyhow, but they had two losses. If they don't lose that Pitt game, they're in. Now, if I'm a Pitt fan, I'm giving that to Penn State all day long. You'd have done it. It's kind of like 13-9. You'd have been in the playoff, but you lost to us. And that's got to sting. And it does sting for Penn State fans. So that's why they're getting rid of the game. It's not that hard to understand. Now, Penn State says that they're not rivals. Yes and no. The Akron comment last year was throwing salt in the wound. Penn State, in their release, saying that they're going to play Temple in 2026-2027, said we're going to play regional rivals like Villanova and Delaware. That, I think, was also a shot at the University of Pittsburgh. So they say they're not a rival, yet they take shots at them. But the Penn State fan base isn't going to miss this game as much as the Pitt fan base is going to. And that's a fact. You could even go the other way. If Penn State wants to play a regional rival, if Penn State wants to play a team that's close by to help boost their resume, if they want to go the hard schedule route, why play Pitt? Play a team that's going to be actually good that you might lose to. Pitt's always going to get up for these games because it means that much to them. Last year's game at Beaver Stadium was a hell of a lot closer than the final score indicated. Pitt was moving the ball up and down the field. They just couldn't get out of their own way. Pitt's always going to get up for that game. It's going to be a tough one this year at Heinz Field. If I'm Penn State, 
I either go the cupcake route, the Idaho, the Portland State route, or I play the Virginia Techs of the world. I play a West Virginia. And I realize West Virginia is not a power program. I get that. But West Virginia's won 10 games twice in the last five years. Seven years. Same thing. Pitt hasn't won 10 games in a season more than once in the last 35 years. If you're Penn State, you go one of two ways. And neither of those ways has Pitt on the schedule, in my opinion. Your thoughts there, 412-922-2874. Bill in Indianapolis wants to talk about the 18-game schedule in the NFL. What's up, Bill? Hey, Adam. Pleasure to talk. I'm really excited about the year. Um, So when you say 18 games, that implies that they're going to add two regular season games? Correct. And that is, to me, just incredibly contradictory to player safety. Without a doubt. I, and and it is, it's just, I don't understand how the public, well, it really doesn't matter what the public cares. It, it's these guys, that, these owners, and they, they talk one thing, and then they say, and then they do another. But the idea of 18 games and the attrition that already goes, goes through almost every team, it, it is, I don't need it. I don't want it. it I, I'm with you on keep it the way it is. I would be fine with 18 weeks. And 16 games. Yeah, they won't do that either. And I'm I'm on board with you. I appreciate the call, Bill. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. I I'd add an extra bye week too, but they're not going to do that. The thing is, Jerry Jones came out the other day and he said that he thinks the 18 game schedule would benefit player safety because he thinks players get hurt more often in preseason games. He said there are studies that prove that. Eh, I don't buy that. I believe there's 90-man rosters in the preseason, so when you chug through guys, more players are going to get hurt. I think that's fairly obvious. I wish they just put their cards out on the table. I wish Jerry Jones would say, we want the cash. We want that straight cash. We want the extra home game. Give it to me. Give me the regular season home game. But instead he says, oh, it's better for player safety. It's not. You can't convince me that it's better for players' safety when their heads are going to be smacking against other heads two more times for 60 minutes. It's hogwash. It's trash. It's garbage. That's redundant. If I drive my car into a wall 16 times, that sucks. It sucks a little bit more if I do it 18 times. It's not good for player safety. It's not good for the overall product. It's good for the owners and the owners only. I'd rather watch this game four times that we're going to watch tonight, this ass game, four times, than screw with the integrity of the regular season and mess even further with player safety. What say you? 412-922-2874. Ray Fittipaldo joins us next here on the Crowley Show, not to preview tonight's game, but to talk about general Steeler topics. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. What is that? It's, there's some still. Oh, oh, there's some still stuck to my mouth. Get rid of it. I can't, and it's awful. Okay, uh, <laughs> should we, uh, I heard a little bit of Harry Carey. Uh, <laughs> Adam Crowley. Uh, on ESPN Pittsburgh.
Steelers-Panthers tonight, giving us the in-depth analysis he always does from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, is Ray Fittipaldo. Ray, how much did you look into the Carolina Panthers for this one, buddy? <laughs> if I told you zero minutes, uh, how would you <laughs> feel about that? I started this show saying Josh Dobbs is starting a quarterback for the Steelers, and I have no idea who's going to start a quarterback for the Panthers because I didn't even look at their <laughs> roster. Although it's now coming back. Is it Jimmy Clausen? Is that a possibility? Is he still a Panther? Oh, man. Jimmy Clausen is out of the NFL, but do you know why (laughs) I remember him? He, I I believe he was the quarterback when Sean Spence got hurt a few years back. I think think he was the guy who who was on the field. So, yeah, Jimmy Clausen. There's a name out of the past. Who realistically is playing for a roster spot tonight, right? Uh, I mean, guys like Ola, Denny, Farrington, Huguenin, uh, you know, Keon Adams, at outside linebacker, um, you know, Stephen Ridley, Fitz Toussaint, uh, Jalen Samuels. Oh, I, I think Jalen Samuels um, took a big step last week by having the game he had to, to probably cementing his spot on this roster. So there's not a, there's not a lot of spots open, maybe one or two that uh, – Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert will talk about tomorrow, but you know, for the most part, they've already got uh, their roster decided, and um, you know, tonight's a chance for maybe one or two guys to uh, to make a mark. But uh, really, when you when you look at it, uh, they really had most of these decisions made long before they even got the training camp at them. Yeah, that's kind of leading me into the next question: How much stock is really put into the last game for the coaching staff? I mean. Does a player really have to blow them away if they're off the roster to get back onto the roster? Yeah, I mean, if you're off the roster, you're you're not going to make it. But I mean, Mike Tomlin went over this the other day. Guys like Roosevelt Nix uh, blocked a punt in this game uh, a few years back. He got on the roster in '15. He brought up Ross Ventrone, um, a guy who who was injured for most of camp, and he needed a strong game to to make the roster. So. You know, for fringe guys like that, yeah, it matters. I mean, Jerry Dulac um, wrote about Marcus Allen today. I mean, Marcus Allen has to have a great game to get on this roster because you heard the comments from Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler this week um, about the way they feel about him being injured for most of camp. So it's really hard on, on the guys who have been injured, Adam. Um, this is his one last chance, and he better make the most of it. Dobbs isn't going to make this roster. The Steelers aren't keeping four. So what does it really mean for him tonight? An audition for elsewhere, or does he hope that he hurts his leg or something the Steelers could put him on IR? Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. We've joked about it for so long now. Right. Uh, that, is a, that is a possibility. Um, I would imagine he's auditioning for other teams. Um, you know, we all know Mason Rudolph's going to be the backup um, next year probably, and Landry Jones is in all likelihood going to move on. I suppose, you know, they'll do their, their best to trade him. Um, uh, I, I think that's a possibility between the end of the game tonight and uh, Saturday at 4 p.m. when they got to get the rosters down. But you're right, he's not going to be in a Steelers uniform. And, um, you know, the writing was on the wall. April 20-whatever-it-was, 28th or 29th, and, you know, today is, uh, you know, today, tomorrow, and Saturday, that's just the culmination of what we all knew way back when. James Conner has played well in the preseason. He looked good in minicamp OTAs and in training camp. 
Ben Roethlisberger says he's deserving of some playing time. Uh, I agree, but within reason, and after Le'Veon Bell finds his way, I'd say eh, James Conner who. Uh, what do you think is the best way for the Steelers to handle that situation? Well, I asked Randy Feetner that uh, when he talked to the media the other day, and he said they really haven't uh, come up with a plan that yet. They, they want to see where Le'Veon Bell is when he does report. They want to get a you know, get a beat on his physical conditioning. And, you know, they're all thinking he's going to show up in shape. And if he does, it'll, it'll be the same scenario as last year. So they, they really have to make a decision um, about how they're going to approach that first game against the Browns. Are they going to just give Levy on the bell ten times because the Browns are weak in the secondary and they want to pass? Or do they maybe want to think ahead and give him 18, 20, 22 carries just so they can get that, you know, knocking the rest out of the way? So, they got one of two routes they can go. The other, the other side of that scenario is they can go the opposite direction and say, hey, James has been great. We're going to go with James in this game. We're going to give him, you know, 12, 14 carries, and we'll give Le'Veon, you know, 10, 12 carries too. So there's two ways they can do it, and uh, it's going to be real interesting, you know, come September 9th to see which, which route they go. Ryan Switzer, how much should we expect him to play tonight, and what's his role on the team going to be, just strictly kick and punt returns? Yeah, I mean, I think today he'll be back there for kicks and punts, and um, I don't know that they would throw him to the Wolves with, with only a day or two in the playbook um, to, to play in the offense, but they might. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, for the most part, the guys who are going to be on this roster are going to be out of there by the time the second quarter starts, um, most of them at least. So, I, you know, I would imagine that, you know, they want to see Switzer. They want to see what he can do in the punt and the kick return game, and then they'll probably get him out of there in fairly short order. But, uh, listen, it's, um, it's obvious that they don't want Antonio Brown doing it. And to me, when they made this news, it's pretty obvious that they didn't think much of uh, what Cam Sutton, Sutton was doing in training camp in the preseason games as far as punt returns go. So um, they think this is an upgrade. We'll see. I mean, this guy's been traded twice already. He's only been in the league, you know, 18 months. So I'm, I'm sort of interested to see what, uh, what he could do tonight as well. Ray, one of the national topics right now is the NFL discussing the 18-game schedule, what Jerry Jones said about it the other day. I still would keep it the way it is. If you could tell me that the trade-off would be 18 regular season games for two preseason games, I still would suffer through the long preseason because I think that you would dilute the value of the regular season if you add a couple of games. What do you think? Well, I mean, player safety is in my mind. I mean, yeah, we talked to Ramon Foster a lot because he's the, he's the union rep for, for the players in that locker room. And I'm not going to say that they'll never do that, um, but that would be a huge, perhaps the biggest bargaining chip that the NFLPA could have um, that they could hold out there in exchange for something that they really, really want. So I'm not going to say they won't ever do that, but if it ever does happen, you better believe that the NFLPA and those players um, are going to have something in their back pocket that's, that's going to make that happen. So um, just from my perspective, I don't, you know, from a player safety standpoint, I, I think it's dumb. I think I agree with you, Adam. There, there are going to there be more injuries when you play two more games, but I don't, I, I don't dismiss the fact that uh, the NFLPA might use that for something else that they really, really want. 
Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, I'm sure coaches, I know certainly Mike Tomlin would argue against shortening the preseason anyhow because Mike thinks it's incredibly valuable in terms of determining the roster. Oh, he loves it. I mean, he'd stay up at Latrobe and St. Vincent College for for six weeks if that was allowed. So, yeah, and I'm sure other head coaches like uh, are, are like Mike in that regard. They want um, all the time they they can get to practice and to work on things. But the way this CBA is structured now, um, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, that's the only time of the year um, that they can practice fully in pads, and it's only for a you know a, a two and a half three week stretch. So. Um, yeah, I think Mike would be against it. And, you know, if you probably got Mike in a moment where he knew the microphones were on, I think he would probably tell you that 18 games is a bad idea, too. Aaron Rodgers is a better player than Ben Roethlisberger. He's also a little bit younger than Ben Roethlisberger. What do you think Ben reasonably could wind up getting next year if the Steelers do sign him to that extension? Yeah, I mean, Rodgers is making, what, 33 a year? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, so, I mean... I would imagine, you know, Ben's 36. I mean, he'll be, this will definitely be his last contract, you would think. So I don't think Ben would want to approach that. You know, I could see Ben asking for 28, 29. Um, you know, when you're 37, 38, 39 years old, I don't know if you could be approaching what Aaron Rodgers is making. But, you know, Ben's also at the stage of his career that um, it's all about Super Bowls for him. And, you know, he's, He's already made a lot of money in this league. He's not going to play on the cheap. But I got a feeling that um, in, in his last contract, um, you know, he, he might leave a little bit of room for some help around him if, if he's going to be if he wants to if he's going to play that long, Adam. I think he wants to ensure that the winning keeps on happening, and the only way you can do that is by having good players around you. So I, I don't think he'll ask for what Aaron Rodgers is getting, but one way or the other, he's not going to come cheap either. Ray, I'm going to need your official prediction for tonight's game. Uh, it's a huge one. Uh, Steelers <laughs> favored by two and a half. What do you got? I vow not to fall asleep in the press box. How's that? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I might take the other on that one. Uh, there, there's no <laughs> chance you're staying awake. Uh, appreciate the time as always, buddy. All right, Adam. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Take care. That's Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Coming up next, we'll talk about Ben Roethlisberger's possible next contract and how that would affect the Steelers building a roster for the remaining few years of his career. Also, Pitt fans, you're a bunch of babies. Pathetic! It's Crowley Show. Adam Crowley. You not know any of the lyrics? There are no lyrics. <laughs> but if I had to mix them up, I would probably go with... Oh, Chechnya, oh, Chechnya, I love this freaking country. The Adam Crowley Show. Love that show. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Steelers and Panthers tonight, it tells you my level of preparedness and my excitement level when I thought that Jimmy Clausen was going to be the starting quarterback tonight for the Carolina Panthers. Tom, do me a favor. Find out who the Carolina Panthers quarterbacks are. I got to know. I got to know who's playing. I need to know what the defense should expect. 
I have no clue. The fourth preseason game sucks. It has always sucked. It will continue to suck. But I'd rather watch preseason games than two extra regular season games. And I know that that sounds kind of ridiculous. You want to be entertained more. I have a theory to that. If it's college football, I'm all about allowing extra teams to play bowl games. I'm all about five and seven teams making it. Just give yourself one more chance to watch your ball squad. I'm all about more is better. And I think that's one of the things that makes college football great. And the perception is it's more exciting than the NFL is because there's 40 games going on all at once. And you can look at and pick and choose which game you want to watch. Whichever game is closest on a Saturday. I think more is better there in terms of the volume of games. In the NFL, I don't need an extra game or two. I'm already captivated. Adding a couple extra, who's going to get hurt? I think you are running the risk of players being injured for these big-time games. And that's a watered-down product. How tired are these players going to be if the 53-man roster is playing 18 times instead of 17-ish? Because that's what they play if you include the preseason. Some guys don't play except for one game, and they'll only play a half. There are different rules for everybody, but I think the attrition will make the football worse. I don't like it. Tom, what do you think about that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was busy looking up the Carolina Panthers quarterbacks. What do we got there? Garrett Gilbert, QB2. I have no idea who that is. You do can't. You, know who Garrett Gilbert you is? made him up. No, that's a real person. No, QB2, Garrett Gilbert. Taylor Haneke. Hank. Hanky, Haneke, Taylor Haneke, QB3. What's his name? Heineke, Haneke, Taylor Haneke, Haneke. I think it's Haneke. What's his first name? Taylor. Tyler? Taylor. Haneke? That's definitely Taylor Haneke. Haneke. Who's QB4? Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen went to Texas A&M. Who is Garrett Gilbert? I don't know. Want to play a game? Yes. Does it say what school he went to? No, it doesn't. I bet she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Garrett Gilbert. Should we start guessing? He's been in the league for two years. No way. I know what school he went to. Did you know it because you knew it, or did you know it because you just looked it up? It's because I clicked on his name on the depth chart. What yeah. conference? I think they're in the American Conference now. Oh, boy. UConn? They used to be a major power in college football. They used to be a major power in college football. Major power. And they're in the American. That doesn't sound right. Yes. I could have the conference wrong, though. Boise State is not in the American. They were not once a major program either. For a power, for a non-power five school. We're not getting into this now. No. Who? All right. They were the only school to get the death penalty. Oh, I should have known that. Southern Myth, Myth, SMU. SMU. Are they in the American? Yes. They have to be, right? That They just fit there. Yes. Yeah, he went to SMU. Garrett Gilbert. Wow. Run and shoot, baby. That's your QB2? That's your QB2. That's tough. What was the question you asked me before that? Who the QB2 is. Who's the third quarterback? Taylor Hen... Oh, jeez. You know what? I think I know where he went to school. Click him. Taylor Henneke? I think I know where he went. Oh, I know where this guy went. This guy too. sounds like a Wisconsin guy. Oh, this guy lit up Pitt a couple years ago. So he didn't go to Wisconsin. No. He went to Old Dominion. 
Oh my God! What are they what doing? What are they doing in Carolina? What are they doing at backup QB? The Steelers should trade Dobbs to them tonight. Josh Dobbs should start against the Steelers tonight. For real, he's better than Garrett Gilbert, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about Garrett Gilbert. Kyle Allen's a rookie. He also did not go to Texas A and M. Who the hell am I thinking of? I don't know. Well, I don't know where he went then. He went to Houston. What is with them? I was close. Kyle Allen. I think he transferred from Texas A and M. Sure. I'm thinking of Kyle Murray. I don't know if that's true either. See if he transferred from Texas A&M. This is great radio. Wow, the Panthers stink. They don't stink. They kind of stink. They don't stink. They made the playoffs last yeah, year. Yeah, but I'm looking. They kind of stink. They're 12 and 4, weren't they? Yeah, they stink. The NFC is a bear. A Panther. Arr. Tyler Henneke? Hank Hanky. Henneke. Doesn't that sound okay? Yes or no? Tyler Henneke. Should have gone to Wisconsin. Yes. He yeah. sounds like a Wisconsin. Without a doubt. Also sounds like he should be a lefty, too. I think he's a righty, though. Their quarterback now is Sam Hornibrook. That's a Wisconsin Perfect. quarterback name. He is a lefty. He is. Fact. And he's a softballer, too. He stinks. How about there's the Lewerke kid at Michigan State? That's a perfect Michigan State quarterback name, too. What's his first name? Lewerke. I forget what his first name Who is. Cares? It might be Tyler. Lewerke. He's... Okay. Getting a real Tyler He's vibe a lot right of talk. Now. Like, best quarterback in the country talk. He is. I have to agree. You I just don't, don't see want any it other be, candidates. You just don't want it to I don't be see Greer. any other You candidates. just don't want it to be Greer. Do you think the NFL should go to an 18-game schedule? That no. was the initial question I asked you before we got sucked into the rabbit hole of the four-deep at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. They shouldn't go to an 18-game schedule. And after talking about this some yesterday, I thought about it more. They should just go to two preseason games in a 16-game schedule. Start the preseason a little bit later. Start training camp a little bit later. You know, you don't start the buildup of excitement, and then people have to wait for four preseason. They would games never do that though, because yeah, you're right, because of money. It's uh, that's and that's the pro- That's the trump card at the end of the day, right? It, it, it's it, all for money. every argument. Yes, but I think that you'd run into a roadblock if you cut it down to two preseason games because coaches feel like they need the four games to evaluate. They'd have to figure out a new way to do it, and I know they're loath to do that. Coaches are. Yes, you're right. It does work in college though. In college, you just jump right in. It's why a lot of teams used to schedule the cupcakes. It would be that free preseason game, right? Not free, it'd be like $800,000 to bring in Mercer or whatever it is. But now they don't do that as often, depending on the team. But as you said before, in college, you can keep a guy on your team and just not dress him. Whereas if you're the Steelers on a pro team, if you really like a guy and he has a lot of talent, you put him on your practice squad, another team's going to sign him away from you. So it, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place there. Right, and you don't want to wear your college athletes out, so you're going to roll through the younger guys in a legitimate practice squad, and they're going to have the ability to develop there. And you're not going to start your freshmen or sophomores either if you're a great football program, so it does work out in that regard. You know what to expect, but I I think the body still does need some sort of a tune-up. I don't love the idea of Ben Roethlisberger getting hit for the first time in a regular season game. Now, it's going to happen anyhow because he didn't get hit this year at all. I don't recall. I don't like the idea of just going out there and, and, and starting a season like that. I don't think that works. I think it's scary with the investments that they have tied up into these guys. I want to keep it the way it is. 16 regular season games, four preseason games. If you go to 18-game schedule, I think you almost have to go to two preseason games. You can't be doing 22 games. Uh, and then the additional playoffs. Then you're talking about 25 football games. 
maybe, when it's all said and done. If you go 4-18 in the possible four in the playoffs, uh, that's 26 playoff games, that or 26 overall football games. That's a whole bunch of slobber knocker. That's a whole bunch of CTE right there, isn't it? And you want to talk about money being the trump card. Well, shouldn't player safety be the trump card over everything? I think it should. I'm trying to have the conversation from the perspective of the fans. Fans that I talk to like 16 better than 18. But I'm sure that there are some out there that say more football is better. And I just don't agree at all. I don't like when at the end of the college football season when you see that Alabama has played the 12 regular season games, conference championship game, two playoff games, why not with a 15-game schedule? It just When you know the player safety aspect and you know how it can dilute the product, I don't think you can go the other way. And the NFL, I think, is already running the risk of being oversaturated, overcovered, and I know that they always say you want to have your name out there in the public. You want to have the discussion circle around your sport. I get that. But I think sometimes it can be too much and there can be football fatigue. If you make it an 18-game schedule, holy hell, we're going to have football fatigue. 16 games to me is perfect. What say you? 412-922-2874. Aaron Rodgers made $33 million per year now on his contract that he signed yesterday. And... It made me wonder what Ben Roethlisberger is going to command. Ben's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Ben is the 12th highest paid quarterback in football. He's better than that, too. So where does he wind up? If he signs an extension, a new contract with the Steelers next year, does it sit around $25, $28, 30000000 million? If it does, then not having Le'Veon Bell's contract will be a good thing in that regard. You got to find a way to pay him. I wonder if he takes that discount to win a championship. And if he wins one this year, how's it changed the conversation? I guess it would, so why not have the conversation later instead of now? 412-922-2874. Heineke? Heineke. Heineke. You know what? I'm starting to go against my own argument here. You got the Dobbs Hanicki show tonight. Tom, if you didn't have to work the game, would you watch it? Oh, my God, no. Any of it? Absolutely not. No, not any of it. And I watched the first one where I knew Ben wasn't going to play, even if I didn't have to work it. But this one just doesn't matter at all. The first one you watch, the third one you'll watch, second and the fourth of the worst ones. But I'd still watch the second one. Because you're still rolling off that adrenaline from the first one and football being back. I used to watch this fourth fourth game religiously because I was such a huge fan. Now if that I didn't sucks. if I didn't have to work it, I, I don't see any reason to watch there's college football on tonight. Live college football. Right? That's what I'm gonna be watching while I'm running the game. Are you gonna have that on a the TV? Central Florida Yukon, a little Northwestern. You really gonna have that on the TV? No, I don't think I'm allowed not, to. Not gonna be allowed to. Coming up next to break down tonight's big time preseason game number four. Craig Wolfley. It's Crowley Show.